I have my share of funny pet stories. Uh, as do I, Brian. So <laughs> most of the population in the world, they have some kind of pet. And not everybody's uh, a pet lover. And we totally get that. But there's a lot of funny stories that come out. There's a reason why YouTube and TikTok and everything else are filled with funny pet things. So this may not be a, a full-fledged episode, but we want to just share some funny stories of family pets yeah. today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. If you're tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to spark your curiosity, help you integrate that information, and enhance everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. We want to do this by sharing conversations that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics. And if you want to receive updates when new content is available, please be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you can get notifications from us, yes, us people, when there's something new to listen to. And we appreciate you, our listeners, for engaging with us and sharing your own curiosities as we go forward together. And as always, you guys can find us on curiosityatune.com. From there, you can link out to all of our social. And we thrive on your feedback and hope to start a conversation with you soon. So this conversation actually was uh, something Josh and I were talking in between recording some other podcast episodes ago. Why don't we just record some of this? Because there's some funny things that happen yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, Brian, um, so Brian's had a lot of pets growing up too. So Brian, you, you got you got any stories with pets that you want to yeah, tell? Yeah, the the biggest pet, you know, we were mainly dog and cat people, and primarily dog people. I think I tried to keep a pet snake outside. Now, you understand, I'm like Indiana Jones when it comes to snakes. I just don't. But we built like these snake houses, and then we realized we didn't put the door on it firm enough. <laughs> and so like I had a pet snake, and then I lost the pet snake. And I didn't even want to touch it, so I don't even know why I even had it. That's kind of where. Just out of curiosity, where did you get the snake from? Outside? Yeah, <laughs> these the snakes. Remember, uh, I had the garage and they like to sun themselves like on the side of that garage. Oh, like, like a gardener garden. snake or something? Yeah. I'm, this yeah. was not like a cobra. <laughs> <This> was, <laughs> a, a deadly python. Exactly. Know? Indigenous <laughs> to central Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so dogs and cats were primary. I had this cat named Mindy. Now, Mindy was the cat that I remember the most. I have other like cats from earlier on in childhood. This was like the primary cat for many was that, years. Was that the black and white cat? It was a black and white one. She okay. was half Siamese, half something else. And she had this meow that would, you know, it sounded like a, some otherworldly being kind of calling from a distance because they, Siamese kind of are known to do that. But this cat and I had a very tenuous relationship. <laughs> and <laughs> um, So this, this cat was a great hunter, but also very much like liked to sharpen her claws on the couch. Well, before my voice changed, I had this higher pitched voice and I had the highest pitched voice in the house as a little guy. And my mom would have me go, Mindy, like in a, in a thing to scare the cat so she would stop kneading her claws on the couch. Well, needless to say, that didn't actually uh, build a good relationship between the cat and I. <laughs> and oftentimes when I would get close, this cat would go ape crap on me and try to attack me. This is in middle school now. We'll fast forward. So this is... I have the guys over, so Josh is one of these guys, friend Will and friend Eric, who are also friends to this day. But Will had really friendly cats at his house. Yeah, he did, actually. And he 
he went to go, Mindy, Sal Mindy goes, oh, you have a cat. Now, things started to happen in slow motion, and I heard Freddie Mercury sing, Mama just killed a man. <laughs> I thought, my friend's arm is going to come back and it's going to look like hamburger. He grabbed that cat, picked up that cat, loved on that cat. That cat was purring like, you know, a classic car. I'm like, this is not happening right now. It was a completely different cat. She was 100% transformed, probably because Will wasn't afraid of her and she wasn't afraid of him. And all she got was loving affection. And as soon as I tried something like that, you know, it went back to business as usual. <laughs> but she was a, a voracious hunter. Uh, unfortunately, she was uh, hit by a car. That was the only thing that really took her out. She took on dogs. She took on foxes. She took on any other kind of animal you could think of, and she won. And so the only thing that actually <laughs> made this cat go off the earth was was being accidentally hit by a vehicle, which was a sad day. Uh, we actually, our relationship got better at the end of life, which is good. We actually started to like agree with one another, and she probably got old and a little bit slightly more tired, and <laughs> it helped our relationship. But you have a story of a cat named Cinnamon that you had. Yeah, like, okay, so I've got lots of stories with lots of different pets. I mean, I'll just kind of give you a real primer first of all. We've had, when I was growing up, we had hamsters, we had rats, we had guinea pigs, we had cats and dogs, <laughs> um, we had birds, we had a parakeet, we had a parakeet, we had, we had a parakeet, and then we had another parakeet, and the reason we got rid of the second parakeet was because then we had cats, and my dad thought it was cruel to the bird to have a cat always staring at the cage <laughs> but anyway so we'll get back to the story of cinnamon so cinnamon was a cat that my brother found actually because there was a neighbor down the road like three blocks away they had like a bunch of kittens inside of a garage and they couldn't get these cats out of the garage and like the dad i guess that lived in that house was like super cruel to animals. I mean, I don't know if he was like a psychopathic killer or what, but he was going to gas the animals out. So then he thought if he opened the door or something, the cats would just run out. But they didn't run out, I guess. So my brother grabbed one of the cats and he said, well, he was able to grab one. And this was this cat, Cinnamon, this little, it looked like a Norwegian. Um, my, we looked it up. It was like a Norwegian kind of cat, like a mountain cat or something like that, they call it. If I can find it, I'll put it in the uh, show notes so you guys can see what it looked like. Because it really did look like this, this little kitten. And so we brought it home, and we were keeping it in our garage because my parents said we couldn't have another cat because we already had two. And so they said we couldn't have another cat. So we put it in our garage, and then we would take cans of tuna out to it and feed it. <laughs> like after we would eat, you know, at night, we'd be like, well, we're going to go out to the garage, you know, and it was cold. It was like a Feb it was like a fall in Minnesota. So it was cold in the evening. And we would, you know, we'd be like, Cinnamon, come and get this, you know. And um, so we named the cat Cinnamon. My dad was funny. He goes, OK, what do you guys have out here? Because, you know, like kids thinking they're getting away with stuff. You know, we weren't getting away with anything. My dad knew exactly what was going on. So he goes out there in this cat, you know, we're petting this cat. And he's like, well, I guess we got to keep this thing now. And my bro my brother's like, yeah, I don't know if it's like a boy or a girl cat. And my dad's like, looks, you know, like you do at cats. And he goes, yeah, this is a girl cat. So the, and my brother's like, so the name Cinnamon is okay, you know. So we're just going to, because that's more of a female name, I would say, you know, for an animal. And my dad's like, well, I guess we better, you know, like a, a couple days later, he's like, well, you, you better bring the cat to the vet because it was outside all the time. 
and we were turning it into kind of a house cat because that's you know we wanted it in the house and so we went to the vet and i remember like the vet's like okay cinnamon come on back and so we're sitting there and they're you know getting the shots and everything and vet's like doing his little exam and he goes um you know cinnamon is a boy cat right and uh, my mom's like, no, my husband said it's a, a, a female cat. And he's like, well, you see that right there? That is not a female cat. <laughs> so we give my dad crap to this day about that um, sometimes. Oh. I think he's probably forgotten about that whole thing. But when he uh, listens to this, he'll remember. <laughs> Josh's animals, um, the I remember them so much because I'd go in the house and things. The cats I remember, but there was this dog that he got, um, was it midway through high school or something? It was this dog called Tyra. And Tyra was a Rottweiler Doberman, Doberman mix. Mix, yep. That w- and I that had was my, my brother's dog, really. In reality, it was Jordan's dog, but my brother Jordan. But that thing was a huge dog, like a 150 pound dog. <laughs> and I, when I saw this dog, they said it was a Rottweiler Doberman mix. I thought this thing is going to be a bear and and eat people and <laughs> do things. This thing was the friendliest dog, but it thought it was a lap dog. This oh, thing yeah. would come bounding in your lap, and all hundred and some pounds of it would all of a sudden just be crash landed right on you. <laughs> it was the, it it was like the I think one of the we always had good animals at our house because I think we're decent people, but. That dog was probably the most like friendly right off the bat. Like like when it was a little puppy, it was like always wanted to be on you. And then that's the only problem. If you have a dog, you know if it's like wants to be on you when it's a little puppy, it's going to be on you when it's a, <laughs> when it's a big a puppy. Big puppy, yeah. It's interesting to me. Like I know like when I grew up and I loved my animals and things like that, I didn't realize how much I would love my own animal like now. So we have a, a rescue dog named Xena. And she is a black lab uh, German shorthair pointer mix with, I think, some husky in there as well. You gain such an, an affinity and love for these these uh, additions to your family. Then it's not like they're going out and like, hey, you know, I contributed to the monthly expenses <laughs> this <laughs> month. You know, I pulled an extra shift and I, this is really going to help pay for the car or something like that. You know, it's completely like a, a labor of love you're pouring into this animal if you really care for your animals like we do. But um you know, they bring they bring such a nice color to the family. Like my wife was never really like a deep animal lover growing up, especially. And she said, I love this animal more than I've loved any other animal in your life. It's, and it's interesting how something like especially like a non-human, like like a dog or a cat can really kind of like weave their way into your heart the way they do. And I think it, it gives a little more meaning to sometimes to life instead of just like going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home, seeing your family. That's great too, you know, but <laughs> you need like, <laughs> I think what it is too with, with animals, especially dogs, it seems like a lot more that they give like an unconditional love to you. Whether you were gone for 16 hours or you're gone for like six minutes, they're, they're like, you're the best thing that's ever happened, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like you're feeding me again the same food this is amazing this is great <laughs> yeah and they, they don't really don't ask anything of you true you know and they also uh they're great listeners dogs i think m- most of family pets know all the dirty secrets of the family and if they and could they, talk and, i think 
I think some dogs would say, these fools are crazy. Look, your <laughs> dog's seen you naked, and your dog doesn't judge you. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean, if you think about it, it's true. <laughs> it's know? true. Very yeah. true. And they say nothing. The, the sea <laughs> They're great keepers of secrets and great lovers of your family. Um. <laughs> it's true. It is true. I don't know where to go from here other than, like... Uh, <laughs> the next time that you walk naked in front of your family pet, just remember that there is no judgment there and there's unconditional love headed your way. <laughs> so whatever, like, but really, if you're having, an, um, they're great, like, anxiety reducers, too. Like, I can have a really crappy day at work. And I come home and see my wife, and I love seeing my wife and, you know, give her a hug or whatever. But when my dog comes up on my lap or comes up to me for to be pet, that's like the the whole day just goes away, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like uh, that moment you feel a lot better. So I do think that animals and pets, any kind of pet, I think provides a really necessary outlet for people. Mm-hmm. And it's a different dynamic than human to human. Cause a lot of times too, especially um, for people who have like, you know, service animals or care animals, like it provides that another layer of uh, being able to relate to a living breathing organism right you know than just like always having to talk to people because some people really have a lot of anxiety when it comes to being in large crowds or something like that or even like for um the the brave veterans that have have served and protected our country and they come and now they have like a service animal just to kind of help them in crowds to relax like they really are a benefit you know the unsung heroes of probably keeping a lot of us on the rails and and, you know not completely going off the deep end sometimes it's just the companionship of a pet Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good, decent place to put a comma, huh, Brian? We'll do it. In the meantime, go pet your pet. If you don't have a pet, uh, you may consider getting one. Uh, Both Josh and I have uh, rescued animals before in our past. And so we would say if you can help adopt a pet or do something like that to kind of make their life on this earth a happier place, they'll definitely make your life happier as well. Anyway, until next time, I guess this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.